You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Diaspora Blues acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past and present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you're hearing us from. So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Welcome to Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 a.m. It's Monday, August 31st, and Dan Vigua. The Vietnamese bilingual program at Footscray Primary School has been around since the early 2000s. Language schools come in different forms, some as a separate subject, others under the banner of content and language integrated learning. Bilingual programs are different from other language programs. Bilingual programs offer students the opportunity to learn their curriculum in English and an additional language. In Victoria, there are 14 bilingual programs delivered across several government schools. The Vietnamese bilingual program makes sense. According to the 2016 census, Outside of English, Vietnamese is the most widely spoken language in Footscray. But the program was recently axed and replaced with Italian instead. So why did Footscray Primary School end a program that's both relevant and vital to the community? This week on Diaspora Blues, we speak to community organizer Lana Wen and a parent of two, Tony Bowie, about this important program and what can be done to reverse the decision. We also revisit our interview with Ruth Nyarwat Rach, a South Sudanese multidisciplinary artist. Ruth was our first ever guest on Diaspora Blues. And as you know, you never forget your first. And as usual, Basta shares their favourite tunes right now. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Basta. A campaign to save the Vietnamese bilingual program at Footscray Primary School is currently underway. Anyone who's had an intimate history with Footscray knows about the Vietnamese bilingual program. 
Me, Bigua and Ayan all come from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. We take great pride in speaking our mother tongue and as Afro-diasporans, maintaining our language is crucial to our sense of identity. So when we heard about the axing of the Vietnamese bilingual program, we were pretty shocked and disappointed. To help us make sense of what happened, we reached out to Tony Bowie, a parent at Footscray Primary School and community organizer, Lana Nguyen. We begin this segment with Tony Bowie. Hi, I'm uh, Tony. I'm a parent. I have two children studying at uh, Footscray Primary School when the school want to replace Vietnamese uh, program by Italian. I feel angry and I contact the other parents and make a petition to request maintain Vietnamese bilingual program. You know, Vietnamese bilingual program is uh, very good and meaningful. Uh, this program win award for excellence in education in 2008. Secondly, Vietnamese program is not only teaching uh, language, but also connecting culture. It have children know more about Vietnamese culture. We have a, a big uh, Vietnamese community in Fusray, so very good for uh, people to know more about Vietnamese um, culture. Uh, I just know uh, on uh, June when uh, school gave me a survey to choose a new language. I was very surprised and many parents were surprised too. Uh, they make decision on April, but uh, not much people know that. Uh, until they, uh, they they let us know uh, we'll give uh, Italian. I hope uh, more people help us. Firstly, you can help us to write a call to Minister of Education and the principal. Just let them know that you are concerned to Footray Primary School and you want to save Vietnamese bilingual program. You know, more call, more email, more support to us. Secondly, please help us try and share our Petition online. You can find us on Facebook and website change.org. Hi, my name is Lana Nguyen, and I've been working on this campaign since I saw the petition in July this year. Um, I really believe in the importance of language for cultural and community connection, and I think schools need to be integrated and responsive to their local communities. I also know personally that language loss is prevalent in our Vietnamese community, so I feel really strongly about the importance of this program and the aims of this campaign. So the Vietnamese Bilingual Program is a 35-year-old program at Footscray Primary School that teaches the school curriculum in both Vietnamese and English. It is the most extensive official Vietnamese learning program in Australia and the only Vietnamese bilingual program. It started as a response to the large number of Vietnamese families in the area and started as a mother tongue maintenance program so they would still be able to keep their language. And now, although the demographic of the area has changed, largely through gentrification, the Vietnamese community is still the largest non-English speaking community of the area and of the school. The program has previously been really successful. It's won awards and had great reviews from past students. However, over the last few years, it's been run down by the failure of past administrations and really through a lack of support. The new principal really has an opportunity to turn it around and restore it to its previous success. But unfortunately, they've decided to cut the long-standing program within the first four months of this principal's new leadership. So the school didn't consult on the axing of the program, but it did consult afterwards with a survey that asked the parents what alternative language they'd like 
instead. And I believe the results for that, that survey were um, the top two were Japanese and Mandarin. Because this decision was made in the height of the first wave of COVID, lots of people were really, um, you know, concentrating on other things in their lives. And I think Tony only really found out in June and, and then consulted with other parents and they also only found out then. The reason the school has chosen Italian according to their website is because it's a Latin-based language, so it's closer to English and it's easier than Vietnamese, Mandarin and Japanese and it's more widely taught. And the whole thing is that they never consulted with the Vietnamese community. It hasn't been a wider community discussion. It's been a decision that was made by the school and recommended by the Department of Education, but they have done no consultation or research into the impacts um, to the Vietnamese community, but also to the wider like community of the West and how this might affect diversity, community coherence, like all of that stuff hasn't been looked into. And that's, I think that's the, you know, driver behind the campaign. It's like, how are you making this decision that impacts the community without the community? The program was cancelled because the school is saying that they can't find enough Vietnamese teachers in Victoria, but the community behind the campaign and myself, we believe that this isn't the whole story and it is something that can be resolved with community consultation and support. Since 2016, the school lost eight Vietnamese teachers and lots of them left because of a lack of support and unideal school conditions. So we know that there are teachers who want to teach Vietnamese at this school, but the environment really has to be supportive and the program has to be positioned for success. So it's, it's really not as simple as there being a lack of Vietnamese teachers more broadly because they have had them in the past. It's just a story of how to keep them and how to run an effective program. Well, I think it would require more support to make sure that Vietnamese, um, people in the Vietnamese community who are teachers can get qualified in the right ways. Or, you know, I know of people who are becoming Vietnamese qualified teachers. So this isn't a static number. It's a number that can change with the right support and initiatives from the Department of Education. So if we want to make this program work, we can. It's just clear that we've had the teachers there before. It's not going to, yes, the pool is smaller than Italian, but the only way that we can grow this pool is to have direct initiatives that grow this pool and grow this language in terms of how it can be learnt in official school systems. If the Department of Education and schools are going to choose languages because they've been widely taught or are closer to English, um, like the reasons cited for learning Italian, the linguistic diversity in Australia is going to be really diminished and it's going to be focused on European languages. And this really means that non-European languages, First Nations languages, Asian languages, African languages, other migrant languages are going to suffer. We already know that this is the case and that they're taught less than these, um, you know, French, Italian, Japanese in schools generally. And that's why we need to support these rare initiatives that already exist and push for more in the future. Um, you can sign a petition on change.org um, that Tony has created, or you can like the Facebook page, Save the Vietnamese bilingual program at Footscray Primary School. You can also write to the school and the Department of Education and we've got contact lists on our pages that you can um, reach out to. But yeah, I think the, the main thing behind this is that we really, we can't just choose languages because they're easy or already being taught. We really have to make decisions that 
fit our communities and create an inclusive society. Thank you so much for bringing awareness to this issue, Lana Nguyen. Earlier, we spoke to Tony Bowie, whose children go to Footscray Primary School. If you're a resident of Footscray or someone who supports local action, there are a number of things you can do to boost this campaign. As our guests have mentioned, you can sign the change.org petition by going to change.org and search Save the Vietnamese Bilingual Program. You can take it up a notch by phoning James Merlino, the Minister of Education, on 039651-1222. That's 039651-1222. Not satisfied with the phone call? Email James Merlino at james.merlino at parliament.vic.gov.au. That's J-A-M-E-S dot M-E-R-L-I-N-O at parliament.vic.gov.au. If direct communication is a bit much for you, share the petition on all your socials, tell a friend, get the word out. COVID-19 is a sickness that can spread from person to person. It can be dangerous, especially for our elders or people who are already unwell. We can all help stop the spread in our communities. Cover a cough with the inside of your elbow instead of your hand. Wash your hands with soap for at least 20 seconds after you cough or sneeze. Go to the toilet and before you make any food. Keep away from people who are sick, coughing or sneezing. Avoid going to places where there are lots of people. At this time, it is best to stay at home and away from other people as much as we can. If you're feeling unwell, have a fever, cough or sore throat, or worried about someone else, phone your doctor, clinic or medical service right away for advice. It is important to stay connected and strong as a community and keep our mob safe. Visit health.gov.au or your local health service for more information. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Earlier in the year, we spoke to Ruth Roach, a South Sudanese multidisciplinary artist. Ruth is also one of the founding members of Next in Colour an arts platform creating opportunities for artists from the African diaspora. Ruth Nyarodwaj. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say her name again. Ruth Nyarodwaj. <laughs> One of my favorite artists, a formidable human being. Oh, thank you. Uh, incredible creative, um, a giver, a sharer. <laughs> mm. um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruth. <laughs> kind of have like imposter syndrome when people ask me who I am or something about myself. But I solely believe that I am a reincarnation of one of my grandmothers. So I'm just existing in this, you know, time frame now. But yeah, I'm a South Sudanese practicing artist. Um, I do a lot of community work. Um, I want to really center my work into educating in, um, in the education system because I've had very intense lived experience of not connecting at school. And that's mm. just because there was a huge gap and like, you know, teachers not knowing how to connect with um, kids of colour or migrant kids. And there wasn't a huge support in that space. So hopefully my art practices kind of shifts in that space. But as of now, I'm just, you know, I'm just out here in the streets trying to get it. <laughs> I think before we come back and ask Ruth some more questions, we're going to go to a CSA. So you kind of spoke about who you are. You mentioned that you feel like you're a reincarnation of your grandma, <laughs> um, which is dope. Um, tell us about like what, what drives you? What kind of mark are you trying to leave behind in, in the work that you do? 
I think what's so exciting right now is that fact that um, being a third culture kid, there hasn't been a generation before us that has created the spaces that we're doing now. Mm. And this is about reimagining how those spaces are going to look like. And I think those spaces are now being, a lot of people, a lot of voices are now being included, not just blackness itself, not just being like a straight black immigrant. It's like now mm. allowing more conversations about, you know, queer South Sudanese um, kids, you know, South Sudanese kids with disability, whether it's invisible or um, visible, and just like, you know, talking about things that have really destabilized our community and figuring out ways to kind of, I guess, overcome those things or create practices to um, build our, you know, a sense of sustainability within our communities. So we're not like, you know, jumping on the government, creating policies and stuff to protect us, but us creating yeah. our own sense of like sustainabilities um, through, you know, educating ourselves, having conversations with our parents, having conversations with ourselves, people and our peers. And yeah, that's what drives me. Mm. <laughs> awesome. So awesome. Ruth, African solidarity with First Nations communities, I think, is really integral in yeah. a creator who lives on unceded land. Yeah. Mm. How can we be better allies and why is this important? I think like the how is still, I think that we're still mapping that. I think we're still brainstorming because this is so I feel like for me as an individual, when I think about it, I kind of shut down because there is a level of privilege that I have as a refugee, as a migrant here. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of opportunities that I have, you know, and for me, when I have a chance where I I have a platform, I try to get as much as um, First Nation artists to be on board of that, you know, including like the zine, you know, having it open for like artists and stuff to submit work and getting voices and stuff and mixing that. And also at the same time, connecting with First Nation people. Um, when I went to Wilson's prom, I, I um, there was this lady, Sarah, who organized the whole camp and I was just um, like kind of telling her, it you have to get a First Nation Indigenous person of that country to welcome us to that country because we can't go there and activate these spaces of healing when we don't know um, who and what you know, is required for visitors to be in that space. So I think a lot of it is just educating yourself, having conversations, doing small things like donating, doing small things like showing up. And if you can't physically be there, you know, just, you know, messaging a First Nation artist and asking them what opportunities they need. And I think that's where Next in Colour kind of steps in of like kind of liaison, that how that relationship is going to look like in the future and in the present moment now. Who is Next in Colour? <laughs> mm. so, Who are they? <laughs> what are they about? <laughs> so Colour Between the Lines is like the mother of Next in Colour. So Colour mm. Between the Lines uh, emerged out of a funding, a Creative Victoria funding in 2018. And from then until now, it's been such a intense um, and also very educational, very transformative and very like, um, I guess, not strange relationship, but we've learned so much about how to develop an organization, how to, um, you know, because we always, I remember like back in the days, we always had conversations about like funding and getting funding. And then when you get funding, people don't really understand the logistics behind it and just the work that goes behind it. So Color Between the Lines is an initiative run by five um, creative, um, African creative practitioners. We have a physical space in um, Footscray. Um, so yes. we're very excited about launching that physical space and making that public for people to come in and just ask, you know, and just have conversations about what they'll like. It's located in Footscray. And I feel like right now there's so much 
happening energetically in Footscray where it's like it's in the midst of gentrification. So to have a physical space for, you know, people of colour to come together and, you know, to create a sense of safety there, I think it's really important. So that's what we are. We're just in the preliminary stages still planning things and just liaisoning with so many other creatives, other organisations, other, you know, other um, institutions and other bodies of colour and see how we can create that, you know, um, that ecosystem of, you know, of blackness. And just so we can all just share our, you know, our, our networks and also our, um, our skills and just build on that and just create that space where, you know, we're just all liaison and we don't need help from others. You know, we can just mm-hmm. help ourselves because mm-hmm. we are capable of, you know, doing that. And that was a brilliant Ruth Nyarwad Raj. Ruth's art explores the experiences of being an African of the diaspora through which she's strongly influenced by. You can follow Next in Colour on Instagram at Next in Colour, one word, and visit them on their website at www.nextincolour.com. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. So we've come to my favourite part of the show, Low Key, and that's when I get to share music with you guys. Um, this week, ooh, I just want to share some gems that I happened upon on Spotify, you know, when it suggests songs to you, these ones were gems, um, and they got me really uh, happy. So I just want to share that with you guys. The first track up, without further ado, is called Leave Me Alone by Amare. <laughs> um, Amare is a, a Ghanaian uh, American singer, songwriter, producer, engineer, just everything, everything, a beast. Um, we love her, we stand. This song is about um, this Afrobeat type vibes. Once again, Amare with her song, Leave Me Alone.
It's a vibe, right? I know it's a vibe. That's why I played it. That song is called Leave Me Alone by Amare. Um, okay, so we're setting, we're setting a, a tune right now. Um, the next track I want to play for you guys is by Lady Donnelly. That's D-O-N-L-I. Um, she's a Nigerian-American artist, singer-songwriter, all of that, the same energy. Um, this track is, it has the same kind of, you know, Afrobeat, high-life type vibe to it. Yeah, and it's called Cash, which I think is very fitting. We're in the middle of a pandemic, everybody is broke, and this government is stingy as hell. So I'm going to queue up Cash by Lady Donnelly, and we're just going to enjoy ourselves for a sec. I know you're going to feel it. Enjoy. <laughs> Check it out for sure if you were feeling that. Um, to, to exit out the show, I have one last track. And um, fittingly so, this track is called Exit. It's by an Ethiopian Swedish artist by the name of Sebastian Mikhail. Um, this one was a sweet, sweet one to stumble upon. Um, and it brings the vibe down a little bit to, to mellow it out. And yeah, I think. I think it's the perfect song to end the show out with. I hope you enjoy.
out the week, I'm here by myself. Locked up in this dark room, why, 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 why? In this loneliness, weed's my only friend. again thanks to all our guests Tony Bowie and Lana Wen the vietnamese bilingual program is a staple of footscray primary school and should be reinstated you can support the vietnamese community of footscray primary school by signing the change.org petition google change.org and search save the vietnamese bilingual program you can also call james bellino the minister of education on 0396511222 That's 0396511222. And a special thanks to Ruth Nyarod Rach for her brilliance, generosity and for taking a chance on us. We were just starting out. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. You can also listen to all our previous episodes by going to 3cr.org.au/diasporablues. That's 3cr.org.au forward slash diaspora blues my name is bigwa and we hope you have an amazing week you're listening to a 3cr podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to allthews.3cr.org.au